0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day for Wednesday, September twenty second. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball related work at places like Baseball, FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or just Baseball, to which I am a staff writer for. Or maybe if you just like watching the old movies and stuff and pop culture, you can find my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, and Blood, Disgusting, Film Crit, and more. And hopefully many more to come when it comes to those topics. But most importantly, guys, of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you see me pointing... Right now at the bottom left-hand score on the screen. How can you see me pointing if you subscribe to the new YouTube channel, which just launched a couple weeks ago, if you want to see my ugly mug and my giant kind of fluffy hair now. It's, it's, it's starting to grow out again uh, on the old video screen. So subscribe there, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week on Saturday, actually, for the beginning of the Padres game. I believe they play on Saturday. Let me just quickly check that before I'm wrong. No, yes, they do. At 7.15 p.m. Eastern time. Join me on there, Spotify Greenroom changing the way we talk sports guys. On today's episode, we are breaking down another Padres loss, this time against the Giants. They got swept by the Cardinals, and they're starting off on the right foot against the Giants uh, so far to begin the week on this here lovely, lovely Tuesday evening, I guess you could say. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Jake Arrieta getting uh, designated for an assignment and how that whole thing panned out, talking a little bit about the rest of the series, and, of course, talking about the recent firing of a very important... uh, uh, individual for the team, uh, Mr. Sangini, uh, the farm director since October 2014 for the Padres. What that means, my takeaway on that. Granted, it did just kind of happen. It's new news, so we'll be giving my best kind of a uh, take on that. But let's get into the game, guys. As always, the game recap. Not too much of a Chunky Boy episode, to be honest today, because it's kind of the same old, same old. The Padres lose by a score of 6-5 to five in this game, and it was a Joe Musgrove start which is unfortunate. So out of all the starts that you're hoping to win uh, in this series is the one that doesn't go their way. And it's one of Musgrove's less than inspiring outings that he's had in a good amount of time, to be honest with you, five and two thirds innings in this game, giving up five earned runs on eight hits, walking three, striking out six lately. I've been noticing that Musgrove has been issuing a little bit more free passes lately uh, to runners, but granted, it's a pretty good team. He did battle in this game, like I said, five and two-thirds innings. He did throw a decent amount of pitches, too. Uh, just started off on the wrong foot, giving up a home run in the very first inning uh, of this one to Tommy LaStella, of all people, who's not even one of their big home run guys, uh, which is unfortunate. But, again, he battled, and you like to see it from Joe Musgrove. But, unfortunately, the Giants were just a little bit better. Um When it comes to these things, they were going up against Kevin Gosman, who you might be familiar with because he was the starter for the National League and the All-Star. Uh, game this year he was really good but Kevin Gossman which I've talked about before has had a really big you know kind of regression in the second half of the season he's only able to go four innings in this game he gives up four earned runs on nine hits uh, from the Padres hitting staff didn't walk anybody struck out three. His ERA still had an impressive 2.92 but seriously very much a regression from his amazing first half don't know exactly what's going on there you'd have to check out Lockdown Giants with Ben Kaspik he probably could tell you all about it that's been the one week point from the Padres, and they're able to hit him. So I'm not surprised that the Padres are able to hit Gosman because of those reasons, right? And the big player in this game is Manny Machado, homering in the bottom of the first inning, and I would argue it's, it's the most exciting Machado moment probably in months, honestly, with you. I know that he's been good. I'm not saying that this is the, the only good moment he's had, but it's kind of like coming off of the whole debacle on Saturday, coming off of everything that happened there with arguing with Tatis in the dugout, kind of blowing up, becoming practically meme on social media. For him to come out and say, hey, we're, we we got to go 13-0, I guess, and for them to both him and Tatis to address the media before the game and talk about it and how everything's cool and they got to play better and win games, for you to come out and hit these hit these home runs is great. That's right. Home runs, plural. He also hits another home run later in the game. Bottom third, along with Tommy Pham in the same inning, by the way. Apparently, those two are designed to show up lately. Austin Nola also gets in on the action with a home run in the bottom of the sixth inning. A single from Tatis. That compromises all the RBIs in this game. But unfortunately, the Giants get the last laugh with a Lamonte Wade Jr. Single in the top of the ninth inning off of Mark Melanson, who is tagged with the loss in this game. Mark Melanson. Look one of the very few objectively great pickups that the Pirates have had, but over his last four appearances, four appearances, he's made uh, over the course of three and a third's innings, he's been really bad against the San Francisco Giants, gave up two runs, one earned, then against San Francisco the very next day on September 15th, gave up an earned run on two hits, then against San Francisco again on September 16th, gave up an earned run on two hits. I guess you're noticing a seam here, uh, and then, of course, tonight, giving up an earned run on three hits. Lamonte Wade Jr., very solid Player for them, but still, it's been annoying. I know Melanton hasn't been put in the best closer situations lately. It's almost like they just kind of have to put him out there. He never has a lead, which is what he's accustomed to, but even still, uh, I guess, wrong time. But it's, I keep saying that all the time with the buyers this year, right? I keep saying all the time, it's always this guy doesn't come up big, there's always a guy. Every single time. So Machado comes up big, right? You get a single from Tatis. That's very cool. You get even a home run from Tommy Pham and Austin Nola, only the second of the damn season. It doesn't matter. Someone will find a way for their night to be tonight to have the regression. That's basically the the kind of the non-statistical like statistical way of summarizing the Padres, right? Every time someone steps up, no average player. It's just garbage, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Tatis steps up. Guess what? Tommy fan becomes the worst player in baseball when it comes to hitting runners and scoring position. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's never just somewhere in between. That's why this has been such a traumatic uh, collapse for the team. And it's unfortunate. And to end the game, there were some other highlights here. Will Myers makes a nice catch. To rob Steven Nugger what could have been the game-winning home run, uh, but you it know, doesn't end up mattering. And then Machado, bottom of the ninth inning with first and second, uh, unable to drive in the winning runs despite already having a really nice game for the team already with the two uh, aforementioned home runs. And uh, a nice little tidbit that I noticed. Uh, in the ninth inning, the Giants, their go-ahead rally consisted of 71, 75, and 65-mile-per-hour exit velo singles from Brandon Belt, Buster Posey, and Lamonte Wade Jr. And the Padres lost on Manny Machado's 112-mile-per-hour rocket that ended up becoming a double play. That from AJ Casaville, great follow on Padres Twitter. Um, I mean, does that not encompass the season? It does, but it also implies that the Padres have been unlucky. Uh, which isn't true. The Padres haven't been unlucky. They've been playing horribly. Now, I get it. This is just, in general, though, a microcosm of just sadness and depression. That is what the Padres' second half of the season has been, literally ever since July 30th, with not getting Max Scherzer, with the Dodgers getting him and Trey Turner, because Mike Rizzo of the Nationals is a sleeper agent for the Dodgers. I've confirmed this. I've talked to many sources. It's confirmed he is a sleeper agent for the Dodgers to help them out. You have that go wrong. And then, of course, you have Frazier go wrong. And literally on July 30th, after the trade deadline not going well, Tatis ends up getting hurt. So it's just nonstop misery. And it continued tonight. The only kind of silver lining is that it doesn't help the Dodgers that the Padres lost tonight, right? It helps the Giants. And I'd much rather see the Giants do well and go far in the playoffs than the Dodgers. And I think we all can agree on that. But before we get a little bit uh, deeper into the game and kind of some results and talking about the rest of the Giants series and the the firing that happened um today with uh what's his face um Mr Sam Mr not Samwise Ganji but Samwise Gini uh, I hope that's how you say his last name but anyway uh into the ad for just a second guys this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room the first social audio platform made for sports fans it's free to download once you're in you can talk with me other fans experts whatever once a week you can check me out Lockdown Padres rooms can join on the conversations, guys. It's really easy. That's why I like about it the best. You just download the app, join a room, talk. It's just literally just as simple as that. No barrier to entry. You don't need all the fancy equipment. You don't need this little microphone that if you're watching on the YouTube that you can see. You don't need all that stuff. That's all you need. I'll be hosting one this week for sure. Download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me on there at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S. And then when you do that, you will be notified when the room goes live. I'm going live on Saturday, 7.15 p.m. Eastern time to hang out. It's always a little just hang out. If you guys want to complain about the Padres, I'm more than down to do that with you guys. Spotify Green Room changing the way we talk sports, guys. But that's not all the sports stuff that I have for you. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, Ben online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds. Props and contests. online continues to be the number one source for you, man. When it comes to everything football, head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your one hundred percent welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit, man. It's really good stuff just for signing up. Don't forget to use that promo code NFL one hundred. But don't worry, if you guys are wondering baseball podcasts, I don't care about football. Don't worry, they also cover baseball. They also cover boxing and hockey and basketball and all this type of stuff that you'll need for all the seasons and sportslings that are going on. So remember, guys. Go to Bet online, Uh your online sportsbooks excerpts. Also, remember to use that promo code Locked On as well. Be sure to do that, guys. And now, continuing on. So, yeah, uh, just a, a bad game for the Padres. I don't really have too much more to say from that. Yes, they get unlucky with the ground balls there. Like I said, that was mentioned um, there. But it was just, ah, man. It's just, you, you get excited. You know what I mean? You get excited. You have a lot of good plays. It was a good game. I will say that much, at least, just from an, an objective entertainment standpoint like it really was a exciting game uh, for the Padres and one of the things that I think uh, needs to be taken away from this is that yes they they can basically First of all, they can be eliminated as soon as Friday, potentially from the wild card away. So, which I think is, I already think that the sweep from St. Louis basically confirmed that they're not making the playoffs. They don't deserve to make the playoffs. They're not going 12 and 1 or whatever. I just don't see it. We can't, you know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different outcomes. Well, that's what's happening if you're a Padres fan rooting for that. I'm still enjoying watching the team. You still got to love watching Tatis. But even Tatis, man, it's just kind of sad because at this point, the MVP is probably going to Bryce Harper. I don't care if the Phillies don't make the playoffs. The only thing that I've objected to is the idea that, well, Tatis missed a bunch of games. It's like, okay, Harper's played 10 more than him. Relax. And the idea that, well, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's like, well, the Phillies aren't making the playoffs either, probably. So that's not a good reasoning, but every other reasoning, when you look at Bryce Harper play, just go look up some of the stat numbers on him. They, he, he gets like two hit pitches to hit. Nobody wants to throw him anything right now. So I really do think Harper is probably the NL MVP at this stage um, and things, how they're all developing. But, Now I want to talk about the big news of yesterday. Aside from the game, aside from Machado and Tatis and all that stuff, we had another firing. And I talked about this on the podcast with AJ Preller. I talked about this on the podcast from two days ago that you can expect probably a lot of turnaround for the Padres. A lot of people have been talking about this. Dennis Lynn of The Athletic has mentioned this, that you can expect a lot of changes. And we got one of them from Dennis Lynn. Significant changes underway for the Padres. President AJ Preller Yesterday, informed Sam Ganey, the farm director, since October 2014, that his contract won't be renewed. Ganey's departure is effective immediately. Now, there's a couple things with this. I saw some Padres fans getting really excited. They're like, heck yeah, get the heck out of here. See ya. Let's fire everybody, right? That's what everybody wants to say is fire everybody. Now, I'm not saying that you're explicitly, implicitly wrong, but my response to this is two things. Two things. I think this is about Mackenzie Gore just as someone who isn't super informed with maybe how baseball works and stuff, I know that the Padres farm system stuff has been well chronicled. And this has been a, a topic of discussion where it's like, why do people always seem to get better when they leave the Padres, right? Or their system isn't developed well, right? But October 2014, you've been here for a long time. So at least this isn't like, One of my issues with the idea of firing Jace Tingler of the Pirates is it would be like his third manager that A.J. probably has hired practically, so that wouldn't make me uh, happy. I don't like it when teams just keep firing and firing, firing. This guy has been here for a while, and they're not thrilled with the turnout. However, I do have to say, you know, let's not expect that this is some giant... You know, that this guy was uh, i don't even remember what his name was until yesterday. Or, you know what I mean? So I didn't really remember who this guy was. I'm not saying that he deserved to be fired or whatever. This is just what's going to happen. You're going to have a lot of turnaround and Padres Hot Tub, which is another Padres podcast out here. I've actually had John Gennaro on the pod before, who's one of the co-hosts of that show. They actually put out a trade saying, uh, AJ Preller trades away all the team's best prospects one year later, AJ Preller. It's Sam's fault that our minor league s- squads were, were bleeped this year. Uh, the S word, if you guys are curious, uh, this year, we are a family podcast for the most part, guys. Every I don't know, but I've said that word before on the podcast. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden bleeping it. Whatever. Anyway, um, So with that tweet, I I have a disagreement and agreement with it, right? It is true that we got to like, we can't not blame AJ Power, which is what I talked about in yesterday's episode. Um, And speaking of which real quick programming note for YouTube listeners, I don't know why um, I hate my life. My computer won't download the MP4 when I finish doing the video so I have to do a different option which is like setting it as a stream and then that is like completely different than a regular video upload I can already see it impacting my views which is annoying but like I'm trying to figure it out I don't know I upgraded my computers like software and it's just been messing with me in a bunch of different ways and this is one of them so my apologies about that if you didn't catch yesterday's episode that's part of the reason why but I agree with Padres hot tub and those guys a little bit in the sense that you like you can't just blame this one guy. Part of the reason we accrued these prospects was because, you know, we've we've had actually pretty good prospects in farm system development in terms of at least having them be something. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they don't turn out to be incredible major leaguers all the time. But there's a reason why you had Mackenzie Gore, Luis and all these guys. And then you look at Preller. He's the one that made the trade away for Luis Patino. And maybe you're not excited about how Blake Snell has been. Well, that's AJ Pro. That's not necessarily Sam's fault. He's the one that's overseeing farm stuff. So here's what I say about that. My theory is that this has to do with Mackenzie Gore, uh, that 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 could be the biggest thing behind this. Maybe even a little bit of Luis Campisano. The reason why. And maybe even CJ Abrams, because CJ Abrams got hurt. But otherwise, that's just a fluke thing that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not Sam's fault. You know what I mean? At least from what I see, right? So there's two reasons. So Luis Campisano, you could say... Maybe Preller's annoyed that he overestimated how, you know, that he was supposed to be ready. You saw at the beginning of the season when they brought up Luis he couldn't hit for squat. And he was being brought up in pitch hitting situations, which was dumb, by the way, and against the Dodgers and like really pivotal moments. And he hit like a buck 50. You know, I mean? he was really, really bad for the Padres. And I was worried about his growth being stunted a little bit. Now he's back in the minors and doing a little bit better. The bigger one, and maybe that's an issue. Maybe Preller got bad communication that this guy was ready and they brought him up and he wasn't, and now Preller's like, what the heck? I really wish we had a catch that was more ready. That's possible. But I think this is Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore is a top-pitching prospect literally like six months ago. All right, six months ago, he's the top-pitching prospect in baseball. It's not Grayson Rodriguez of the Orioles. It's this dude. And then all of a sudden, he gets promoted. he It's not like he debuted in the major leagues and got killed there. It happens. At least Patino got killed for the Padres last year when he played against the Dodgers. Instead, Mackenzie Gore, he gets moved up a little bit in the levels, and then all of a sudden he's getting killed. He has no control. He has a decent strikeout rate, but he's getting absolutely killed. So what the heck is going on there? And, uh, And then he doesn't pitch for two months. Now, yes, he's back on the bump recently, looks a little bit more like Mackenzie Gore, but he's fallen the prospect rankings. I've seen most places, just baseball. Go check that out. Uh, he's around like 63 and around the 60 range. It's like that's quite the fall off from being the top pitching prospect in baseball to all of a sudden being in the 60s. Like that's a really big fall off. I can't remember the last time a fall off like that happens, especially over the course of just six months. Now, I'm not saying that we have to give up on the guy, but I'm wondering if Preller is just annoyed that you look at this and you say, what the heck, man? I thought that we were going to head into this season, not only with the upgraded rotation with guys like Musgrove, with guys like Blake Snell and Darvish, but also we were going to be able to expect a second half call up from Mackenzie Gore. And that absolutely didn't happen. So if there's a thing that I will theorize early initial thoughts on that is that that might have to be a, a at least a significant portion, not the only portion of why Sam was fired. In general, though, I think a lot of people are just getting fired. Maybe it's just that's just the thing. But I'm just saying, there's a like Luis Patino is a ranked prospect. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys. Hey, 2014, 2015, AJ Preller takes over and trades away oh, Trey Turner for Will Myers. You know what I'm saying? So like it's not just on Sam. It's not like this is something I saw in some of the replies. Granted, this is what happens when you're on Twitter a lot, where it's like everyone's cheering and all this stuff. It's like, do we even know what we're cheering? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know. I imagine that's going to be the same thing that happens if, and in my opinion, when, in my opinion, when Jace Tingler is fired at the end of the season, uh, that a lot of people are going to be cheering. And my thing is like, it's not all on him, man. It's not all on any single person. And we need to start. I really think AJ Peller, like you, you it's, you've, you, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. You're absolutely killing me with how this is happening. I'm just saying Padres fans. There's a lot more to this, but I will say it ain't ending here. I wouldn't be surprised if hitting coaches are fired. I wouldn't be surprised if... I I wouldn't be surprised by anything. This is genuinely a historic level collapse. This is a historic level collapse. As of May 26th, they had like a 90% chance to make the playoffs. Now they're at like 0.2% chance. How does that happen? It's just insanity. It's insanity. Even when they were starting to slowly decline, it was still like 70%. Go look at that up on Fangraphs and all that stuff. Just absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. So that's my perspective on the firing. I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm just saying probably you're the one who traded those prospects. It's not like all these guys came up and were terrible. They, we didn't even necessarily get to see a chance if they were going to be good or bad. But again, that's just my opinion guys. And now moving on to something that isn't an opinion. This is just subjective truth. Ladies and gentlemen, they are of course the best protein bars in all the land guys built bars, what I love about them, aside from being soft and easy to chew and 100% covered in chocolate, they have so many flavors. Mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookie dough cream, Cook- cookies and cream, I should say. German chocolate, you know, raspberry Uh, grasshopper cookie i should say and rocky road all these different flavors they've got all fall flavors i imagine they're gonna have some fall flavor coming out i guarantee you these sick these these crazy guys over at built bar and gals are they're coming up with some pumpkin spice some maple pear some apple flavor or whatever is the fall thing for you they're coming out with that and above all else though Like I said, they're protein bars, which means they are healthy for you. Uh, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. What are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. But that's not all, guys. That's not all I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, no annual contract. I know. Isn't that just lovely? So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more about Direct TV Stream at directtv.com. Guys, pretty cool pretty, pretty cool. But before we round out today's podcast, one last thing I want to talk about. First of all, just the rest of the series. The rest of the series should be brought up just a little bit, guys. We got uh, another game unfortunately today against the Giants, obviously. It's a big set. Vince Velasquez is going to be starting for the Padres. I guess the only kind of silver lining is that Scott Kazmir, who was good like one year with Oakland, I remember, uh, is starting for the Giants, it looks like. So, you know, I know we have a bad pitcher going up, but at least it's not one of their ace guys. On Thursday, it is Logan Webb who is picked up for the fact I mentioned Kevin Gosman. He's regressed. Well, Logan Webb has been awesome. 2.79 ERA on the season for those curious. Uh, great strikeout to walk ratio as well. And then we have Yu Darvish going for us. I know he had a good start on Saturday, but even still, I never know what the heck we're getting from this guy these days. And then on Friday, we play the Braves. So... <clears throat> Still got a few games left against the Giants, and then we got the Braves, who are probably making the playoffs too. Look, I'm just wondering at this point; like, it's not inconceivable the Padres finished below 500, which is just insane. This is a team that was 20 games above 500 practically at one point, or at least they were close to it. Now, I, like, that's an insane thing. I'm serious. Like, I one of the things I'm going to be looking forward to doing this off season is actually looking around past like 20 years. Like teams that have had greater collapses than the Padres because I don't know who has and I'm not going to bring up my forsaken band word of a football team I root for. But as a fan of that football team, you guys know what I'm talking about. A certain team that is now in L.A. um, I'm used to just over the course of my life just being introduced to two different ways of collapse. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that's a unique thing. But like I'm just used to it. I'm used to having my teams fall apart. When I rooted for the Clippers when Chris Paul was there, I see them fall apart too. The Rockets game when they blow it up in the fourth quarter. Everything. Chris Paul's turnovers. Everything. It's just like the only team I've had is in my youth when I was more of a Yankees fan in 2009. I guess that's it. Otherwise, I'm just used to my fi- my teams just always – crushing me and it stinks and every time it happens i always get math of boston fans who are like oh, oh, we, had, we didn't make the playoffs in 2018 and 2019." like shut up man i literally have never had any sports w's when it comes to my teams in my life it's absolutely awful but anyway guys uh the last thing i want to talk about is jake arietta just really quickly uh yeah um, so he was designated for assignment. Javi Graer was reinstated from the 68-day IL. If people don't remember, this happened way in the preseason back in spring training, I believe. Javi Gray went down, which is, I guess, a nice addition to have to the bullpen. Just a different guy to throw out there uh, right now because it's not like everybody's been really um, you know, fitting the bill for the Padres. Um, they designated Jake Arrieta for assignment. Arrieta finished with a 10.95 ERA and four starts for the Padres. Padres he only had one somewhat decent start against Houston back when the Padres still there was at least some hope he didn't make a good start there we went five innings gave up three runs and that was also the game if people might remember that Eric Hosmer uh messed up when he was tra- when he wasn't just running back to first base to get the ground ball from Kim he was just like kind of waiting for Kim to throw it to him it's like dude get back to first base that whole thing which then leads to the home run uh so uh, even that like a little bit unlucky on Jake Arrieta's fault uh, part I should say but regardless uh, the guy isn't any good and I said he's a little bit of a jerk I did not like the thing that he did with the mask I thought that was really obnoxious and just like I said obnoxious is just the perfect way to to really um, you know capture at all he's not very good this is not the jake area we knew of the past and i've said this on previous episodes but i'm going to say it again he is a good example of why when you hear players getting excited about certain things when you hear players opinions on certain things you can't always and don't get right, me wrong they deserve merit obviously they deserve credence because they're you know players they've made it here for a reason but uh you know they were all excited about jake area they're like they love this move bringing in that veteran leader and he stinks he stinks, so it's like not all, not every time are the players right. I don't care if he won the Cy Young and had one of the great second halves ever and helped make the Cubs win the World Series. He's just not a good pitcher. 10.95 ERA, guys. That's atrocious. And Sunday, clearly the end of him. Now, part of this was an injury, but that's on top of it. On top of just being bad, he's also injury-prone. So it's like that guy's being designated for assignment. He's no good. I'm not going to be surprised when he probably gets cut in the offseason whenever he's first allowed and eligible to be cut. Again, just an innings leader, leader uh, eater, I get it. But it's just like, man, and now we got Vince Velasquez going. So it's just not going good in Padres land. Uh, a very bad tenure for Jake Arietta And that's, that's basically all I have to say. The only thing I'll say is that with the Padres, I'm very curious to see if we get more firings by the end of the week. I wonder if like... No, right. They they wouldn't fi- like say if by Friday, which is when they may be officially out of the wildcard spot. Is it possible that they would fire Tingler like that Friday or that Saturday, Sunday, Monday? I don't know. I don't think that they would do that. I wouldn't do that. I just wait till the end of the season. Could that just be like the ultimate like, wow, like talk about a disaster. But, you know, everybody go check out my episode yesterday that I did talking a little bit more in depth about AJ Preller, breaking down a lot of his moves and how he deserves a lot of blame for this. My final takeaways of the episode: Look, Jake Arrieta was terrible. It's it's kind of good that he's not pitching for the team right now. And yeah, I mean the Giants are a good team. The Giants are a good team, and I like that. You know, them winning hurts the Dodgers. That's cool. I would hate for the the nightmare scenarios that the Dodgers win the World Series. Of course, the other nightmare scenario is that the Giants lose in the wild card game to uh, the Cardinals, and then it's just Cardinals Dodgers in the playoffs, and then the Dodgers beat them. It's just like, oh my god, this is a mess. So, hey. You know me. Hey, in terms of teams, I'm rooting for in the playoffs, I wouldn't mind seeing the Giants do well. It's just a genuinely interesting team, and then also White Sox because that was my prediction preseason that the White Sox will go to the World Series. So we'll see what happens. All there, definitely gonna be breaking down more stuff when it comes to the playoffs as time goes on. Uh, because the Padres are becoming increasingly irrelevant by the day in terms of news. I know we had Saturday, but for the most part, they're they're just kind of out of it, and nothing really interesting is happening for that team right now. So we'll be breaking that down on future pods. Probably going to talk about Atlanta Braves stuff over the course of the week. But yeah, uh, that's, that's really all I got for you guys. That's really all I got for you. Sam Gainey. sorry that you got fired. This is basically just what's going to happen. They got a clean house. And I'm very curious. Something we also have to talk about in future episodes is who are some candidates to bring in, right? I've heard Ron Washington tossed around a little bit. Not bad, not bad. He's a little bit of a name. Veteran presence maybe in that locker room and clubhouse might be good. But I don't know. That will definitely be something that we should talk about in the future. But for now, guys, one last thing before we call it quits. Betting on the Padres, betting on whoever the next head coach is probably going to be and what have you. doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Guys! And that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Be sure to send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Follow the YouTube Lockdown Padres. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.